0: Welcome to the Everglow, a podcast with real advice you can actually use to live a better, happier life, especially if you're an empath. No burning sage, no crystals, no BS. Join me as I travel the world sharing the valuable lessons I learn. Hit subscribe on iTunes or wherever it is that you're listening to this to get new episode updates. What is up everybody, Mr. International up here in the heezy, I'm podcasting to from the beautiful island of Shargal, Philippines, I'm still here, I'm gonna be here for a week, um, only got a couple more days left unfortunately, you know the funny thing is I had uh, booked my trip to stay all the way out, all the way out until December 7th but Um, you know, I actually, for the, one of the first times ever, I changed my ticket to come home just a little bit earlier. Uh, I just felt like I needed to handle a bunch of things and, uh, help out with some things at home and whatnot. And I felt kind of bad being gone for so long. So in any event, uh, I've just had such a, such an outstanding stay here in the Philippines as I always do. And, uh, you know, just amazing experiences and people. But I thought I would talk to you a little bit about Sargau. Um, It's not a well-known island. And I'm almost reluctant to even talk about it. Because I don't want to spread the word. <laughs> I don't want this thing to turn into what Bali has unfortunately turned into. Just like this completely commercialized, overrun kind of place where... You can't even walk a block without somebody pulling you into a massage parlor or, or whatever. But anyways, I'll talk about it because I don't have a big audience here anyway. <laughs> so I'm on Cagayao. It's a, it's an island. Um, you know, it's it's probably like a 35-40 minute flight from Cebu City, and generally you're gonna have to go through Cebu Cebu City to get here in the first place. Um, Cebu City is my favorite place in the Philippines not for tourism purposes, but to kind of use as your launching pad. Um, You know, when people hear about the Philippines, they always think of Manila. But um, there's another city that's an industrial hub, more for the tech sector. You know, if you call American Express or T-Mobile and you get a call center, um, you're going to hear somebody, usually that's Filipino. It used to be that you'd hear somebody from India. But these days you're going to hear somebody that sounds Filipino. And more than likely... You're talking to them in Cebu City. And it's a, I love the city just because, you know, again, it's not like a Bangkok where there's a million tourist things to do. There really isn't not much to do their tourism at all. However, it's close in proximity to everything. So it's a great place to start and then fly out or take a ferry or bus to go see tons of cool cool things. So I'm going to save that for another episode. But, um. Sargao is this gorgeous island just outside of Cebu. It might be thirty five 40 minute, 40 minute flight. The good thing about Asia is flights are, within Asia are relatively economical you know in the United States you know I've seen flights just to fly from Los Angeles to New York pushing seven eight hundred dollars or to Florida, you know a thousand dollars. But within Asia, you can fly from you know Singapore. you can fly from you know, Bangkok. To Cebu or Manila for you know sixty dollars or eighty dollars, or you can fly from Malaysia to Singapore for like thirty dollars, or within the Philippines or within in, in Indonesia you can fly from one place to the other for you know twenty five thirty bucks. It's it's really really economical um, because you can explore and see all these countries even on a somewhat tight budget, and that's one of the great things about you know being in Asia. You get to kind of explore and experience a lot of things without breaking the bank. So, with all that being said, I decided this on this trip to explore two places, Siargao and Bantayan. Unfortunately, because I'm cutting my trip short, Bantayan is going to have to wait. And, but Bantayan also looks like heaven on earth. Um, it's spelled B-A-N-T-A-Y-A-N. Look it up. And also, it's not commercialized yet. However, I have heard that major hotel companies are buying up or leasing lots of land there, and so I would recommend going there sooner rather than later before it explodes um, and you start seeing Starbucks. Thankfully here in Sargau, it's just in its infancy, and you haven't seen that hyper um, explosion of tourism yet, although it is very super touristy, don't get me wrong. I mean, everybody here is a tourist in on, on this part of the island, and it's called General Luna, which is the main little town. Um, it is all tourists, but there's no Starbucks, but there is a Starbucks, like S-T-A-R-B-O-O-K-S. And I'm not even making that up. It's actually pretty funny. It's a cafe that has books and coffee, and they call themselves Starbucks. Um, good luck suing them, Starbucks, because nobody gives a shit. So um, anyway, so Sargell is really well known for an area called Cloud 9. And you probably heard of that, and, but not known what it was. So Cloud 9 is actually this really famous surfing area. Which is, you know, it's such a small little town on the island that you can get from one end of the town all the way up to the, the top of the island where all the surfing is and within like 10 minutes on a bike, motorbike going like 30 kilometers an hour. And so a lot of people come here for surfing. You can see all the surf from the airline, from the airplane when you're flying in because you can see all the waves and what have you. So a lot of people come here to surf. And uh, I'm not a surfer, but I came anyway. And I just kind of wanted to see it and to unplug from society and, and whatnot. And this is a great place for that. You know, unlike a Chiang Mai in Thailand, which is just there's, there are more foreigners there than there are locals. And, you know, a friend of mine was telling me there are like 30 KFC Pizza Huts and McDonald's there now, which blows my mind, um, which I'm really sad to hear that. Because Chiang Mai was such a, it was kind of blowing up when I first went there, or when I went there back in 2015 anyway. But sad to hear that it's like turned into like a a complete digital nomad city. But how can I complain when I'm also a tourist contributing to that, right? Total hypocrisy. But here I am in Sargao. um, You know, people come for the surfing. They have really cool like little boutique hotels. There are no chains here, which I love. No chain hotels. They got I, I, in my case, rented this beautiful little bungalow. So it's a series of eight cottages that are basically these little villas or bungalows called Village Sargao. I'll try to post some pictures on uh, Instagram or the website so you guys can kind of check it out. But um, if you want, you can add me on Instagram too. It's uh, my handle or whatever you call it is international. So I-N-T-E-R... N a t i a n i l so not international international um, check it out I'll put some pictures up so you can kind of put photographs or images to what I'm talking about so just to rewind it's like a 35 minute flight from the airport it's like another 30 minute uh, you know van ride and the vans things here are, are really economical in the Philippines you know a half hour van ride to get to your your hotel is about 300 pesos which converts translates into about five dollars and 50 cents us a couple things you should know about chargau is they don't have a hell of a lot of money changers here or money exchange homes or houses so try to bring as much converted money as you can I don't recommend the ATMs here because the ATMs there aren't a lot of them and then in the night when you probably need the money the most the ATM a lot of the ATMs shut down I don't know why Um, so much for 24 hours but you know this is an island so you can never complain about how shit works on islands because you're not, you know, it's not a 24-7 kind of bustling city. So the ATMs shut down. So bring as much cash as you can because the ATMs that do exist have a nice habit of ripping you off. Like on top of the ATM fee, then they charge you like another 10%, like 10 or 11% fee just for converting the money. It's really, really stupid. But it is what it is. So, you know, there are a lot of great hotels. They're all kind of, don't expect any huge resort. There's no such resort here. They're all very small, but they're really cute and cool. And, uh, you know, just get with it. There are three main tours people take here. Uh, there's a, what's called the, the land tour, which takes you to a whole bunch of super cool things. And then there are two what I would describe as island hopping tours. Um, I would budget probably five days here, five to six, five to seven days here in Shargau. That should give you plenty of time just to relax, catch your breath, chill out at the pool, chill out at the beach, chill out at a cafe for sure. The coffee here is exceptional, by the way. I highly recommend trying something called the Spanish Latte. I'd never heard of that before, but they have them here in the Philippines. I first had one in um, Mualboal, which I'll talk about on a separate recording. But um, I highly recommend trying the Spanish Latte iced it's kind of like, um, it's almost like a Vietnamese coffee. So it's with condensed milk and it's somewhat sweet, but it's not heavily, heavily sweet like the Vietnamese coffee. But again, I've only ever seen that here in the Philippines. So with all that being said, um, yeah, just it's enough time for you to detox. Now the land tour, the tours range in price from about 1,500 pesos to 2,500 pesos. And what that equals is the land, you know, that's like 1,500 pesos is about $30 all the way up to $50 for some of the more elaborate tours. But there are only three main ones. You'll see them sold everywhere. And thank God, they're all sold everywhere for the same price. So that's one thing I really appreciate about coming here. It's not like you have to price shop and talk to 10 different vendors and try to figure it out. Everybody's selling the same tour for the same price, going to the same places. A website I often use too, if you don't want to do that, go that route, uh, for Asia specifically, is a company called Kluk. So here's a free plug for you, Kluk. K L o Kluke. So they sell, um, you know, day tours around all over Asia. And they're very reasonably priced. They're in fact, cheaper than sometimes you'll get on when you, you arrive on the ground. And you can just book online, pay with a credit card. You can see all the reviews and the pictures. And they're legit. They're very legit. They'll pick you up at your hotel, depending on the tour and whatnot. And you get what you're paying for, which is good. You know, the same tour, actually. So you can either book your tours at the hotel or on Kluke but just to backtrack a bit so I went I did the land tour and the land tour was fantastic I mean it came to 2,000 pesos it's all the tours are all day like it starts at like eight and you get home at four or five but uh, you see a lot of really cool stuff that you won't see anywhere else in the world really um, that's why these seeing these things now is really cool before they get too developed but you with the land tour it's not all land so don't worry um it starts off with going to what's called the secret beach which has a tide and it's like this beach you have to kind of walk down a garden to get to and that was super cool then you get back in the van and both by the way the tours usually have about like eight or ten or twelve people and by the end of the tour you're all best friends um these days most of the tours are a lot of the tourists are filipino as well here and you're going to meet you know you're accoutrement of American, Canadian, Australian, kind of... And a lot of Europeans, too, on the tour. But um, so you start off, you go to the secret beach. Then you're going to go to this coconut mountain where you have this view of just thousands and thousands of coconut trees. You can see them from the airplane, too. It looks super cool. So you're going to go up there, take a picture, you know, take pictures. Uh Then you go to this other part where you're effectively going to go on a boat and you kind of go through these mangroves, which is super cool. It's like an hour long boat ride and you end up at this, in this little lagoon, I forget the name of it, but it's this like little lagoon, beautiful crystal clear water. And they just have like, you can rent paddle, you can rent like paddle boats or sorry, kayaks, or you could just swim like the water's not that deep. And then they have this little thing you can kind of, Uh, diving board you can just jump off and people take photos and you know one thing i really appreciate about the culture here is just the camaraderie like when we got there our our group got there you know it's pretty crowded but you know when you get in crowded places in other parts of the world people are pissed off and they should be enjoying themselves but they're pretty grumpy because there are too many people and what have you but i would say the bulk of the people there were filipino tourists at this little like how shall I call it, it's like a big platform or dock where the boats come and you just kind of chill out in chairs and jump off the diving board into the ocean and float around. It was super crowded but everybody's super happy and friendly and one thing that really stuck with me is there's a long line of people to climb up to that diving board and either take their picture with a nice backdrop and or then jump into the, the ocean and what was really amazing I found fascinating is Despite the crowd and every you know all the people just sitting in the ocean watching people in this little lagoon watching people dive in or jump into the ocean every time somebody would climb up and pose for pictures everybody there everybody there sitting in the ocean you know chilling 40 must have been 40 or 50 people they would be cheering and like going ooh ah or laughing at the different poses that some of the people on the platform were making for the photographer and then for the people that were scared to jump in, they'd be encouraging them and cheering them on. Like everybody was doing this. When I first arrived and I thought, oh, they must, everybody here must be a big group and they're all friends. But then I realized, no, then nobody really knew anybody. But it's just such a, a warm culture here that complete strangers are just like clapping and egging people on and encouraging them to jump or to like make funny faces and whatever. And it was just such a, It just, it's that sense of community. And, you know, one thing, if you're, if you study Blue Zones, there's a new Netflix special where they talk about Blue Zones, again, is, um, you know, one of the big things for longevity and a happy life is the sense of community. And you really see that here in the Philippines. Like, people are very um, patient and and happy and whatnot. So that's that's a fun part of the trip because you just chill out there and hang out in this beautiful bay or lagoon. Um, there's this other part where you go to a beach and there's like, I don't know how to describe it, but there's this like these rock formations with a deep lagoon or like, I don't even know how to describe it. I'll have to post pictures, but it's, it's like this little bay next to the beach with these rock ledges where you can kind of like jump in and it's almost like a cenote in Mexico, if you've heard of that, but even cooler, I would say. I can't even do it justice, but you basically walk on the beach and the beach way out in the distance has the waves crashing way out in the distance. So, So it's almost like the beach has this flat ledge that's super shallow and then it drops off. But then within that shallow platform of land, like land just underneath the water, there's like a deep gorge, a deeper gorge where you can kind of swim in and it's just stunning. So you go there too, and uh, yeah, just again, everybody's in a good mood. And finally, well, there are a few other little things you do, like eating lunch and what have you, but those are like the best parts of it. And then you finally go to this like little river, super picturesque, where you can go, you know, take pictures on this raft and whatnot. But I made some really good friends on the trip. Um, there's a group of five, five people from Cebu... There was, like, this Ukrainian guy from the States. It it was good energy all around. So I highly recommend, if you're in town, definitely do the day trip. It's uh, the land trip, rather, the land tour. But know that it's not really a land tour because you really are going in boats and you're going to beaches and stuff like that. Um, There are two other tours that are really cool. They're both, one's called the Tri-Island Tour. So you go to three different islands. Just beautiful, like, these random Virgin Beach white sand beaches like that appear out of nowhere for certain hours a day. So you go see those and there're three of them. And then there's another tour that's also like an island hopping tour. That one looks spectacular too because one of the stops is this bay or also lagoon you stop, you, you hang out at where there's like hundreds if not thousands of jellyfish and you swim with them. And I know you might be thinking, "Well, fuck, I don't want to get stung by jellyfish." well, apparently these jellyfish don't sting and you can, you can actually handle them in your hand and they're pink. Um, Google it. Like, I, I highly recommend Googling Gao jellyfish tour. And uh, it's one of the many stops on that tour. Now, I, I'm torn because, you know, I'm, I'm wondering whether I should actually go book it and do this tour tomorrow, one of these tri-island tours. But I'm kind of enjoying just chilling out and doing a, hell a, lot, a whole lot of nothing. Um, my last couple of the days here. And the tours are moderately... Oh, there's a dog here. The tours are moderately... Oh, it's so strange. This dog has, like, testicles hanging off. of it. Oh, there's another dog. I'm so used to being in the States where you have, no dogs have balls, and the dogs here all have balls. It's so weird to see. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, where was I? Yeah, I'm, I'm so chilled here. I, I kind of... You know, these tours can be tiring because you're out all day, and it is hot. I mean, And especially the island hopping tours, you know, you're in boats and it's hot. So by the time you get back, you're about ten shades darker. You're maybe sunburned. You're dehydrated. They're tiring, which is a good thing. You will kind of want to be tired sometimes. But I think I may just hold off on that one until maybe I come back. Because now I have, it gives me a reason to come back. <laughs> so that's the island of Shargao. Now, every night, there's a designated, like, resort or bar where... That's like the place for people to go kind of party and get drinks. So you have all your touristy tourists show up and and their newly acquired t shirts or shorts and their flip flops and just everybody's like kinda of drinking and there's a DJ at these different places. So I would Google it. Um I, I really would did want to go to one or two of those, but when I was finally gonna go, it started raining one of the nights and I was gonna go again, then it rained again. <laughs> so that was the end of that. Um, however, if the night is okay, I might try again. Now, there's also this. There's the beautiful part of Chagau is as is, is. There's only one street. There's well, there's not more than one street, but everything only happens on one street. The hotels are generally all on one street. All the restaurants, bars, general, general, in this one street. It's called Turismo Road, like tourism road, and it's perfect because you you can't get lost. Like, it's impossible to get lost. Like It's almost like the Cancun Strip. You just go up and down, find your restaurant, your bar, wherever you're going, and that's it. Even your souvenir shops are all there, all the coffee shops are there, all the hotels are on the street, that one street. So my hotel is um, on motorbike, is, I timed it. It's like barely five minutes down the street. But you do want to, by the way, you do want to get a motorbike um, I, if you're not staying in, right in the town. Um, And I purposely didn't want to stay right in the town uh, just because I wanted some space and peace and quiet. But a motorbike rental is pretty cheap, too. It's only about $7 a day U.S. If that, I kind of negotiated a better rate. So it's usually about 350 pesos a day. I negotiated mine for like 350 a day for four days, even though I'm going to have it for six. And uh, really, if you've never driven one before, then be careful, obviously. Wear a helmet but you can't really mess that up either because the roads are really good. The roads are really flat and even and everybody drives super slow. Everybody's courteous. I'm more concerned about a, a tourist riding a motorbike uh, recklessly, but they are They seem to be pretty respectful too. So I highly recommend renting a bike, just like a small moped, so nothing pow- too powerful because you can take the tuk-tuk or the, what they call a trike, like a, li- a little vehicle to go in and out of town, but... That adds up pretty quick, and it's much much more economical and flexible, of course, to just have your own transportation. So most people just rent a bike, motorbike. So I've been using that to get around. Uh, Another really good tourist place to go check out is like I'd mentioned earlier is Cloud Nine. Uh, So Cloud Nine again is that famous uh, surfing destination. You don't have to be a surfer to go. I don't surf, okay? But it's really cool. There's this like little pier that you can walk out on and take photographs. There are a whole bunch of restaurants there. Souvenir shops. So, check out Cloud Nine one day. There is a little entrance fee for part of it, and you um it's like a, I think it's a hundred pesos. It's not not terrible. It's just like they they collect that as kind of like an environmental fee. And uh, just check it out. Say so you went. They have other things like free diving. Um, any kind of water sport that you're interested in, they have here. I haven't seen any jet skis, but. I generally don't see those in the Philippines too much for some reason. That's more of like something I see in Mexico. Maybe Dominican Republic too. So that's kind of it. Um, You know, just come to one of these islands and figure it out. Uh, Again, I recommend five to seven days. Meals, costs, not too bad. Um, a, A really nice meal, in my opinion, won't cost you more than about $8 US for a nice meal. Um, but you can get a pretty good meal for four or five at a, at a good restaurant. Like I had, a, I had an American style barbecue meal last night at a place called the smoking joint. If you get the joke in there, but it's called the smoking joint, beautiful bohemian style. The floor is just sand, but it's a really modern looking cool place. And I think my meal was, uh, like $6, <laughs> for like a whole thing of brisket a bunch of beef brisket with french fries and salad and what have you so you know it's a great place to come on a budget but still like do whatever you want and eat well and stuff like that so what else can I tell you about surgao I mean it's just a great place to unwind and detox uh, and just kind of get away from things oh internet so internet is actually pretty good here um, most of the time but my hotel, because of the rains, now I'm in rainy season. So, rainy season starts in around November. Uh, they say the months to the dry season really is to go up until October. I happen to be here during rainy season. But to me, that I'm cool with that. Some people make a big deal out of it. I couldn't care less. Like, if you're worried about weather, here's a great idea don't come to the tropics. Um, <laughs> but um, one of the hotels I was going to stay at had has Starlink, and a few places have Starlink, which is that. Um, that new company that's putting satellites up in space so people have really good internet. But the first several days, things were kind of choppy. Like, I was I was sending, trying to send text messages to friends back home, even though I was connected to Wi-Fi, supposedly, and nothing was going through. People couldn't call me. But you know what? I kind of welcomed it. Because worst-case scenario, I could just go into town and try to find a cafe. Um, but, you know, I didn't come here to, to hang on my cell phone or anything like that. I kind of just wanted to unwind and maybe do some podcasting. So a couple things to think about now do remember you're coming to a tropical paradise and as any tropical paradise in the world, you're going to have bugs, you know, because it is rainy season. There, there are, they are, there are mosquitoes, but you know, they have citronella candles burning and, you know, I haven't found it to be any worse than back home in LA, to be honest with you. If not, if anything, it's less, and uh but it's funny sometimes i'll read these review hotel reviews cuz you know i research my things before i book and i always get such a chuckle out of these tripadvisor reviews or google reviews for hotels where people are like you know everybody will be giving the hotel five star five star. it'll have like a hundred five star reviews how great the hotel is and then you'll have one asshole giving it a one star review and they they give it one star because they'll say there are too many mosquitoes or you know we saw a beetle in our bathroom like dude if that's what causes you to have a meltdown and give a hotel one star because you saw like a beetle or dude i've seen i've freaking seen reviews where they they've given hotels one star because it rained and it's like you don't you should never be allowed on a plane like seriously if you if you can't handle a fucking mosquito or some beetle somewhere, one beetle in your whole trip when you're in a tropical island, you know, Indonesia, Philippines, wherever, then just never leave your home because nobody wants you around. (laughs) Like, seriously, like, it's always some dick from Norway or who knows, like, or some place in the state, somebody that's never traveled. Like, um, you know, they shouldn't even allow those rules. So anyhow, I'm starting to get eaten alive while I'm podcasting here because it's almost like six. But... That's kind of all I want to say about Chargau. Um, check it out. Beautiful island. There's so many beautiful islands in the Philippines. People keep asking me, why do you keep coming back? I'm like, I just love it here. I feel at home here. And uh, there's just so many amazing things to see. And, you know, time slows down. That's a big thing. I feel like my time is like one hour here is the equivalent of like two days back in the States. So that's my little talk to you about siargao philippines that's spelled s-i-a-r-g-a-o and if you have any questions yeah shoot me an email dm me on um instagram or something like that i don't use instagram very much but i'm i'm fine i'm coming to learn that people are using that a lot more now than anything else so send me a message i'm happy to help you out all right take it easy i'll talk to you guys on the next one